see black and white in a world full of hate being light. Welcome everybody to another edition of Broly Love Wrestling Presents Unite. And on today's show, we have the founder and creator of Black Wrestlers Matter. And the whole reason that we've been having these last couple shows and having the superstars that we had on is this man right here. John, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Now, this is this show's coming up this weekend, 822, and it's at 6 p.m., correct? Uh, the pre-show starts at 6 p.m., and the regular show starts at 7 p.m. And that's Central Time? Yes. All right. So that means it's 7, 8 here? Uh, yes. That's why yeah. I have to make sure that the time was right for the podcast, because you said Central, you said 830, I was like, okay, what time was that? Like, <laughs> I forgot you guys on the, on the East Coast, right? So I was like, yeah. okay, I got to make sure... I'm not late for this thing. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. The past two have been uh, miscommunications as well. We ended up getting JDX an hour, an hour and a half after, and uh, I think we started a half hour after we were supposed to. So we sometimes forget time zones, and we know that's a big issue. But we got, we were, we got it figured out this time. That's good. <laughs> so, so this weekend – is probably a WrestleMania-type weekend where you have, I want to say, the better part of eight shows running this weekend, One Correct. yours being one of them. Now, Correct. what are you doing to get the most eyes on this show? What are you doing to get the people <laughs> in the door and get the people to buy the pay-per-view? Well, I, I, I look at it like a lot of people are they're, they're bringing like, like name guys in because they want to draw good ticket sales. But I'm looking at it like I think the concept of the show will be enough to get people to come to come check it out. Now, like I mean, we have Sunny Kiss on the show, we have ACH, which is which is fine. But I feel like we have a strong enough show to where even if we didn't have those two, I think we still get a lot of people into the door because the concept of the show and the Black Wrestlers Matter and the whole thing. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a gimmick show, but it kind of it's kind of seems like a gimmick show. But I feel like that alone would just get people in the door. Not, not necessarily who's on the show, but what the show represents. Yeah, I, a gimmick, I know in the wrestling world, gimmick, what it means, but it's more like a movement show. It's more yes. like, it's more like yes. a show that's going to set the standard for shows to come and highlight people that, because let's face it, unfortunately, a lot of the wrestlers that are on your show haven't had the opportunity to be seen yet. They're not Correct. really... Well, they might be well known in the, the Iowa area, uh, Minnesota mm -hmm. area, uh, the central area, but mm -hmm. nationwide they haven't gotten the recognition or the the viewership yet. That's correct. Like a lot of the like a lot of the people when I was putting the show together, like I, I mean I knew maybe like a handful of black wrestlers because you know either whether been on the show with them or like word of mouth, but like once I started putting the show together, putting the roster together. I got like a whole Rolodex of black wrestlers now. So it's, it's, it'll be a lot easier. Like if I decide to run another show, it'll be a lot easier to know who's who because I have all these people on, on standby now. It, it wasn't, that wasn't the case before because, like I said, there was maybe like a handful that I knew from being on shows with them or whatever. But now that I know how many are out there, I'm, I'm kind of excited to get everything going. Yeah, and some, some of the names that are out there that are working the other shows and whatnot, I mean – They've garnered some recent popularity, like uh, Lee Mariardi, Trey Lamar, yes. some of these, yes. some of these guys that they've, they've worked the East Coast, and yes. 
they're they've got they've blown up a little bit. I think I just saw that they were doing tapings for Impact. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they started out not too many people know them. They were working territories and whatnot, and they blew up because of word of mouth, because it's social media, because of what they do in their free time when they're not just in the ring. And because, I mean, being creative nowadays and putting your stuff out there is half the battle. Yes. Like, like I say, uh, there, was a, there was a couple guys who I had in mind. Like, I didn't really know, know them, but I knew, I heard of their work before, like guys like AJ Gray, like stuff like that. So, I mean, I figured, like, like I, I messaged a couple of guys, like, hey, are you guys available? And, like, I feel like they didn't really know me, so they were probably like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know what kind of show he's putting on. So they probably were a little hesitant about taking a booking. But now that everything's come out, I kind of feel like a lot of them were kind of wishing they were on the show now. Especially A.J. Gray, because he was the host and the, the head booker of the For the Culture uh, event for Mania yes. Weekend for the collective. So that was, yes. that was, that was kind of going to be – this event but in this past april this is this kind yeah. of what you're kind of you're trying to accomplish with this yes like i'm not sure how that show was going to go about like i don't know if the, like he had like a, just all black wrestlers booked or what but like i say this is like all black wrestlers referees ring announcers like camera people all that like there's like like i joke with a friend of mine i said the only white people that'll be on the show will be the ones that pay tickets to watch the show which is <laughs> kind of funny but that's that's pretty much what it's going to be like now I'm trying to I had the question and I'm trying to figure out how to to word it. Now, when people see this, they're like, well they only want black people to watch this. When what well, that's not the case. That's not the no. case at all. When you put together an event like this, you're trying to get more eyes. You're trying to get equal viewership. You're trying to get both black and white and Hispanic and Asian and Puerto Rican yes. and all di- you want all different people to watch yes. this. It's not just an exclusive event and i think that when people see this just like in the world today with with black lives matter and the counter argument even though i don't know why there isn't even a counter argument but the all lives matter like i feel like people have this type of mentality going into this event well this is just for black people it's not for us when that's not the case well it's funny when people say that because i live in iowa which is like now i want to say about like 90 percent that the people that don't look like me. So like having saying that like it's only for black people is kind of dumb because most of the crowd's gonna be white. So it, it doesn't really make sense when I say that because like I say it, I mean I don't know if you've ever been to Iowa or not, but like, it's it's very it's a very white white state. So like I mean there, there, there may be like 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 besides the workers on the show, most of the crowd's gonna be white. Like a lot of the uh, a lot of the people here that live in Iowa they, they support. So like it's, I mean like every time I like, when I've been to protests there's been more uh, black or white people at the protest than black people are. So it's kind of funny that people have that in our, in our head about, oh, this show is kind of excluding white people, and it's not. Like, we, we want everybody to be included. This is, that's why it's called a celebration of black professional wrestling. It's not saying it's just like, oh, only black, only black wrestlers matter. We're saying that this is a platform for us to show that all these years of wrestling, we can, we can do exactly what you other people can do. Like, I, now, I wish people would understand that. Now, John, uh, have you gotten – um, I guess you would call it blowback or anything like because it's a common misconception and and something that a lot of people and mostly people that are racist throw out is oh well why does it why does it have to be just them why is it um it, for instance like a BET like why do they have to have a station like it, have you caught in any any kind of blowback like that um, people reaching out to you or whether your accounts with black uh, black wrestlers matter. 
there's no one's like no one's gonna be dumb enough to reach out to me directly. That's not how that works. They always yeah. go on like they'll they'll go like on like somebody will post about, about this show, you know, they'll have a negative comment, but like it's been about ninety nine point nine percent positive people supporting, but like there's always like that one person like, Oh, why is this why is this show happening? If you have, if they have to ask that question, then they already know the answer to why the show has to happen because wrestling's like like I, I, I joke with a friend that said like uh, wrestling is the only sport where African Americans are, are are dominating the sport, and I was like, well, that, that's that's there's a reason there's a reason why that's happening because like we, we went from like Ron Simmons to The Rock to Kofi Kingston, there really hasn't really been anybody in between to like to, to hold a major title. I mean, so that's like if, if people wonder why the show exists, that that's why because like as as a, as a young black kid. I was a big fan of The Rock. Okay, like The Rock is cool because he look, kind of looks like me, but like, that was really the only guy we had. So it's like now, so like now with a lot of kids, like when they when they when they like they like wrestling, but when they get older, they stop liking it because they never see anybody that looks like them in the spotlight. So they're like, well, why would I want to watch wrestling when I don't see anybody that looks like me represented on these shows? Like, uh, like and like when people people ask like, oh, why is the show happening? That's exactly what has to happen. I mean, every time there's like a like a, a sport, like, like even the Negro League of Baseball, there was always blowback about that because like, why do they need their own league? Well, because you wouldn't let us play your league, so we had to start our own league. Like like BET. Like BET's not all just like, oh, it's not all black, black, whatever. They just they just showcase the black black shows because yes. a lot of the networks won't do it. That's exactly what this is about. Yeah, I I wanted to touch on something that you said too, uh representation and when the youth, like a young black male or female watching wrestling, say they're watching football or they're watching basketball or they're watching baseball there's someone that they can relate to there's someone that they can look up to I mean they're some of the best players in the league I mean when they were when I was a kid I mean even myself I mean Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. when I was a kid was the man and that that crossed all different color barriers he was the man no matter what he had the smoothest swing and he was he was the best now, yes. when you go to wrestling, it seems to be, and, and you're 100% right, the African-Americans haven't uh, hit the top because it's a, it's a predetermined sport. Uh-huh. They, they've risen to the top in every sport except for this one because it's predetermined, and it's, it's always been that way. And there's, I guess, the reason of the white sport trying to keep the white man on top. I mean, well, I, th- at- I think it was more. I think it was more of a thing where, like, back in the day, they're like, "Well, black people are marketable as champion." Like, if, if if you look at a guy like Bobby Lashley, I mean, he looks like a like a he looks like an action figure. Like, if, if Bobby Lashley was booked like how Brock Lesnar has been booked, like, there's there should be no reason why he's not. And it's just like that. That's a perfect example of like guys like Lashley, guys like MVP, Shelton Benjamin. It took like Shelton Benjamin all these years to finally like be on TV every week. Because when he came back, he was like on TV maybe once or twice, and then it kind of just relegate him to whatever. But now he's like, he's on TV every single week, and I love to see that. I've been a big Chuck Benjamin fan for a, a long time. That's why I'm kind of glad to see him. Like, he's, he's spotted every week. Now, do you think the, the socially what's going on in America right now ties into that? 100% I believe that. 100%. I mean, so, WWE is like, people, people can say what they want. WWE, Vince knows how to, he knows how to kind of read the room. Like, he knows, okay, there's racial tension going on. We have a pandemic. I'm going to showcase my black athletes right now. Like, AEW kind of started doing it when the first everything happened, but then they just kind of got away from that now. But WWE is kind of like, okay, we're going to feature our African-American talent because, you know, there's, there's, there's a racial tension going on. So we want to show everybody that we're, we support Black Lives Matter, even though, even though they may not, but they're going to try to show, okay, on TV that we have our black guys front and center, our black women front and center. We're going to do something about that. Now, 
they catch flack. They catch flack when they do the wrong thing, and then they catch flack when they try and do the right thing. So, yes, I mean, it's really – Vince probably walks the thinnest line in all of wrestling because he's under the biggest microscope uh-huh. when it comes to anything. I mean, I think the bad things that have happened will hopefully lead to more good than more bad. I'm hoping that awareness is going to be up and I hope that it stays up and I hope that awareness just turns into normalcy where we see each other as equals and we see each other as uh, in unity and we can actually coexist because let's face it if it if it gets to a point again where it gets that bad who knows what what will happen next that's that's the thing because like the, with, with COVID, like, everything was kind of shut down. So, like, nothing, there was, like, no sports on TV. There was nothing going on. Then the George Floyd thing happened. It kind of forced people, like, hey, hey, take a look at this. This is what's happening to us. This is what we're trying to tell you about. Like, it's kind of it sucks because, like, the world's trying to open up a little bit slow, slowly, but slowly at a time. So now it's kind of like, okay, well, we see what's, well, we see what's going on, but sports are back on, so we don't care about that anymore. So now we're going to go back to our normal lives like nothing happened and get the whole George Floyd thing. And people don't realize, like, there's, there's still been protests almost every day since George Floyd, like it's just they don't get talked about as much because they're not violent. Like, mm-hmm. but there's been there's been like even in Des Moines, there's been a protest almost every day since since George Floyd went down. Like it's just like I say, people don't want to talk about it because either it makes them uncomfortable or they just don't care. Like they they, they say they'll care for a little bit, but once everything starts happening again, they're like, well, I don't, it doesn't affect me, so I don't want to talk about it. And I think, I think that's where it all goes wrong is that that it doesn't affect me because. It does. It doesn't affect you directly, but it affects you as being a human being in this society and not knowing what could happen. Just forgetting about it and choosing not to talk about it, you're hurting other people of a different race, and it will ultimately come back to, to affect you. Yeah, I mean, that's, it, that's a, that's a, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I mean, I wasn't going to add too much to that. Well, that's the thing. Like, like I have a lot of my, a lot of my white friends say, "Well, I, if, if I don't want to like what's the news, I can just change the channel or watch something else." We don't really have that luxury because, like, it, even if we don't see it on TV, it's still happening to us in, in everyday life. We can't just turn it off and go, "I'm, I'm, I'm gonna watch Nickelodeon now. I'm gonna turn to another channel because I don't want to watch the news because it's too depressing." Well, unfortunately for unfortunately for us, we, we don't have. Like I say we don't have that option. We can't just go. Oh, I'm gonna just I'm gonna take my skin off and sit in the, in the corner and be somebody else for today because we can't do that. And here's the thing, we're, we're in an area where we see, I mean, if you drive in the certain parts of, of Philly, you'll see the injustice almost every day. You can see it almost every day. The cops that go around there, they just, they just look. They just look. Yeah. They, just, they, they have that feeling. They always have that feeling that there's, once, it, once, it's predeter- once it's predetermined in their head, they can get you for anything. Uh-huh. Like where I work, like I'm, I'm in predominantly black areas and the cops are just looking, they're just looking for something yeah. and not necessarily in a good way. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely. Like I said, like I said, me living in Iowa, but like I say, I'm, 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 a, I'm, a, I'm a 300 pound black dude. Like if I, if I want to go for a run one day, like it's it, early in the morning, like I, I got to be careful about what I run at because some, I went to Texas, so somebody looked at me the wrong way and called the police and next thing you know, I might not make it home that day. It's, it sucks to say that because, like, I see white people running around all the time, or, or, like, what, every, all over the place. Like, I don't even think twice about, like, what are they, what are they up to, but I can't even go outside with my hood up because I, I might be a suspect or something. It, just, it sucks. 
it sucks that that's the world we live in, but that's unfortunately how it is. And I, I ask this question every show, and I because I want to hear the different answers from it. I said I always ask, how do we get past that? How do we get to a point of where that person doesn't look at you and automatically think, oh, that they have to be a threat? Like, how well, do we get we have, past? We have to start by like acknowledging that as, that it's, that's, it's an actual issue because so people still look at it like it's all oh, this doesn't it's, that's not real. They're just exaggerating. They're just whatever. We we look at like when when a black person try to tell you this happens to me, you just like try to blow it off. That's not gonna help. Like when 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 they say hey this happens to me, you go like, okay this happens to you. Uh, how, how can I make it better? How can I fix it? Yeah yeah you have to ask, like you don't you don't have to try to fix it yourself. All it, sometimes all it takes is just to listen. I'm like hey this is a, this is a problem for me. Like this is my friend my friend's hurting right now. How can I help him feel better? Just just listen. Like all it takes is to listen. You don't have to go out there and try to fight crime yourself or whatever. Just listen to what they're telling you and acknowledge the problem. Otherwise, like, like, like they say, acknowledge your privilege. Because, I mean, it's, people think privilege is monetary. It's, it's not always monetary. It's not about how much money you got, how much this and that. It's about a situation that you put yourself in. Like, you, you, you look at it differently than I look at it. Like, if, if, I, if I'm in a neighborhood where I'm the only black guy, like, people look at me differently than if, if you go somewhere, like, in the same neighborhood. Like, it's, that's, how, that's how it is. It's, it's something as small as that, but that, that's a big thing for us. Yeah, I Absolutely. also... I also think that um, at least as as the white race, that like you said before, we can't feel that because it doesn't happen to us, and you can't feel sympathetic because you're not feeling it. And and people that don't get it because they don't they don't feel it. It, it is like you said. Oh well, I'll just turn the TV off because I don't want to see it on the news. I don't want to see the rioting. I don't want to see the protesting. And it's very easy to just do that and disconnect because you, you yeah. don't feel what everyone else is feeling and what George Floyd's family is feeling and everybody out there that, that has felt that. So like it's, and it's hard to make people feel what other people are feeling, especially when you're a different race and it's not happening to you. Uh, I, that's, I think the hardest part of this whole thing is trying to get people to feel it. The, the, and it's, it's the thing is, is that it should be the easiest thing. The color should not, the color should not matter. Another human being, you can still put yourself in their shoes. Say with Breonna Taylor, say your sister was in her home and the cops broke in and they shot her. It's still a human being. It is still a person. The color does not matter at this point. It's still a person. So well, it's funny. Uh, no, go ahead. I just, go ahead. It just, it, it, baffles me that the people have to put the race card in there when it when it all boils down to the same thing you're a person you're it doesn't matter race it doesn't matter color we're all people this could happen to anybody yes it's funny because like people always make it about like either racial or political like how is human rights should not be a political thing it shouldn't be democrat or republican it's like we're, we're all human beings Mm -hmm. So that's why it's always funny. People are like, oh, if they weren't breaking the law, they would they'd still be alive. Well, the cops aren't like the cops aren't supposed to kill guilty people either. That's that's, yeah. that's not like they're just not, it's, it's not their job to to go out like and like say if you're, if you're innocent or guilty, it doesn't matter what your record says. The cops are supposed to serve and protect. And I think that's part that gets forgotten is the fact that when when I see a cop, I, sh I shouldn't be like, oh, what's my alibi? What was I doing yesterday? What, what, what am I supposed to be here? I should feel safe. Like I, there's a cop car coming, I feel safe. I wave at the cop. Hey, cop, how you doing? Like, say, I shouldn't I shouldn't feel like I did something wrong for just like a cop going by. Like I. That that's that shouldn't happen at all. Like no matter what age you are, what race you are, when you see a cop, you shouldn't be afraid. Yeah, the the intimidation factor is 
is huge. And it's all been handed down and handed down and passed down from generation to generation of that's how it's always worked. And that's how they got comfortable. They have the power. And the people that always have the power don't want to lose the power. So mm -hmm. they, and more times than not, they want more power. Yep. That's how so, wrestling works too. <laughs> go ahead. Let it, tell us how, uh, tell us how that correlates back into the wrestling business now. Well, uh, well, let's say like a lot of promoters, like if, if, if you got to, if you have a chance to book your friend, you got to book your friend, even if your friend's not as good as someone else. That's just kind of how it is. Like it sucks that wrestling's that way, but like I said, I've been in locker rooms a lot of times where like I, I may be better than someone on the show, but I don't get the opportunities that that person would get because I'm not friends with the promoter or whatever reason it is. Like a lot of, a lot of wrestlers who can't get booked on certain shows will start their own companies, book their friends. So it's like, uh, like how do how do you how do you beat that? How do you how do you get how do, I mean the decks already stacked against you in the first place? So how do you like overcome that fact that okay I'm not friends with this person and so I can't benefit him in that way. So how can I get on this show? And it, just, it sucks that it's that way, but I say, but that's that's part of the business, which I think needs to go away. See the problem with that is, and I think people will will start into wise wise and up to it is that. When you st continue to do that and you get into that habit, is it's twofold. One, you're going to continue to put on the same matches. You, it might be at a different place, but once these people get notoriety and they're on all these shows, they tend to work with some of the same people on every show, and it starts to get predictable. It starts to get starts to get to like what you see in WWE and AEW, where they have to work with the same people over and over and over again, mm -hmm. and that becomes mundane. And wrestling, and here's the second part of that: wrestling for it to flourish and for it to continue, there needs to be new stars. There needs yes. to be, there always needs to be a crop of new talent. It's like, it's like minor league baseball or any minor league sports team. You need to keep that fresh so that you can keep cycling through it to eventually this guy goes up, this guy goes up, this guy goes up. So we need to have the minor leagues prepped and ready. It's the same thing with wrestling. If you were to use up all the top talent right now, who would you bring up? You need to continue yeah. to show new people. That's the funny part because, like, I, I, I kind of blame fans for that sometimes, too, because like, they say, oh, we need to build new stars. But then when they bring guys like Stone Cold or The Rock back, fans get real excited about that. Hey, The Rock's back, yeah, which I understand it. Like, you want to see your childhood hero, but you also want to, want to see other guys flourish. Like, it's like, okay, we bring The Rock back. But, like, don't, don't have The Rock come out there and cut a promo or, like, cutting down the top star. Like, how does that – how does that rock's only back for now? How does that help him? How does it help the other guy get better when like rock just came in for after, like being gone for so long and just kind of shut shut you down? Like it doesn't doesn't really help. It's like oh I want to see Goldberg. Well, no, we don't want to see Goldberg. We want we want to see guys. We want to see new guys. Like people like a lot of fans get excited when like, like old guys come back because they like the nostalgia. But nostalgia wears off after a while. There there's a reason why like I mean those guys are still getting bookings because like look at you have where Ricky Morton was on AEW last week. Like, Ricky Warren has been, like, wrestling, like, fully been a full-time wrestler for a long time. But people still get excited. So, you're like, okay, we're going to get that. We need that adrenaline shot in the arm. We're going to bring one of these old guys back to to, to not, not put our guy over. But it's kind of just like, hey, I'm, I'm the gatekeeper of wrestling. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to shut you down and, like, whatever. So, now you got to build yourself back up again when I'm not here. I, I don't understand that. I never did. Now, does that happen on the indie scene, too? Like, where you'll get, like, the maybe the former – WWE or the former AEW or the former Impact talent 
and they'll be the hot play just to bring them in to go over someone? I've seen shows where, like, they'll bring a, a name guy to come in and then, like, they'll, like, they'll put him against the young talent and the, the, the young talent doesn't go over him. Like, well, what's the – that guy's not coming back. Why would you like, – he should at least let the guy do something. I mean, like, you've already, you've already established name. This guy's trying to make a name for himself. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't do him any good to coach to call and have a match with you. You've been – you're 75 years old. You, come, you beat a guy that's in his 20s. Like, how does that work? I, I don't – like, I get that, like, you were a name back in the day. I mean, it's, it's wrestling. It's, it's not like you have a 45-year-old quarterback like, and playing football and, like, you know, these guys are so much stronger and faster. I mean, it's wrestling. Like, everybody, everybody's on an even playing field. But, it, like, if, you, if you're bringing, like, a guy from the 80s in to wrestle on your show, I mean, the, the best thing he could do is just put somebody over. Like, he, doesn't have to, he doesn't have to win a match. I, I, didn't, I know wrestling is whatever. It's, the wins and losses don't mean anything. But, like, it's not, it's not even that. It's the fact that this guy is going to get the rub. Okay, I came in, I put your guy over, now your guy's going to be rocking strapped to the moon. It's a very simple recipe. Yes. When the established talent that has been around for a while to come in, because now all the eyes are on them. And what's the best thing for them to do? Not get that cheap pop and get that one-off, but to put over younger talent. And Larry and I have this argument all the time, but I think he's come around to my train of thinking, is that when The Undertaker were to ever retire, he would need to not go out on his, he would need to put someone over. He is the yeah. ultimate. He's the ultimate person to put someone over at this point. Yes, he, I, I agree. And whoever he puts over is the next greatest thing. The only problem is, is that if the higher ups don't believe that they're the next greatest thing, that they'll never do it. Uh-huh. But that's how it should always be. It should always be the established person that has really nothing to lose. They're not going to lose yeah. merch sales. They're not going to. They're not going to lose anything. They're already over. But to put someone else over, you've just initiated a an interest in that person. That's the thing. Like, I mean, wrestlers, a lot of them have egos. So it's like, oh, uh, I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna go out on my back. Well, like, you're not, you're not helping the business get better. Then, like, you're just trying to like, you, you want, you want the, you want the business to get better, but you're not doing anything to help the business get better. You just kind of like want the business to stay the same to benefit you. Like, and I, like it's like I, mean, I know I know some older guys that like, have that thought process. Like oh, I'm, I'm gonna come to the locker room. I'm gonna have a, I have my secure spot. I don't want to help anyone because if I help that guy, he's gonna take I'll take my spot, and I don't want that. Like that just sounds kind of selfish because like you want the, you want to leave the business better than you found it, which is what I want to do. I want to leave the business better than I found it. Like I'm the kind of guy. I'm only 33. I wrestled for 10 years. I have no problem putting anybody over. I don't care who it is. I mean, my whole career's pretty much been that. I like, putting guys over. I don't, I'm gonna go out there and make you look good. It's just when it's wrestling. It's wins and losses don't mean anything really. If you if you, if, 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 yeah, if you have a young guy on your show that wants to, I want to, I'll work him. I'll put him over, make him look good. Especially if you're not going to bring me back. If if, I, if I'm there for one show, what's what what purpose does it serve by, by me beating this guy? He's going to still be there every single month. It serves me no purpose to beat this guy because now now he's got a oh you lost to some guy who we're never going to see again. So I I don't get the point of that. Now is it? I mean, it's a common mentality for a a vet to come in and and want to and want to win. But, I mean, is there ever any of circumstance where the promoter will will override the vet, or is it always just like, okay, whatever? Do they come in and basically book themselves? I haven't. I mean, I say I, 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 this is my first show I've ever promoted, so I haven't I haven't run into that situation. But I'm sure there's probably some guys who are like vets who will come in, like, hey, I, I used to be a signed guy. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put this guy over. I, I gotta protect my my image or whatever. Which is like it's that that makes no sense to me at all. Like it's just 
if if a company books you on the show to put a guy over, then put the guy over. Uh, like it's it's just it's business. Like you're hired to do a job. Like so, when a, when a promoter hires you for a show, you, you work for them now. So you have to do what they want you to do. So if they want you to put somebody over, then put that person over. Like it's, it should be it should be as simple as that. But there's too many egos involved. Yeah, I think I think that's the thing that that I don't understand for the most part about a lot of the wrestling businesses. This is all predetermined. Everything uh-huh. is is done ahead of time. What yes. like what are you gaining out of winning? Like you're not gaining anything. The belt the belt's fake. It, it, everything yeah. everything about what you're seeing is fake. Whoa, what whoa, you, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't <laughs> use the word fake. Sorry. Yeah. Predetermined. Yeah. Predetermined. But I, I just I don't get that mindset of not wanting to do a job and not wanting I mean, you can still look good and make the other guy look good and still both come out great. That title mm-hmm. You didn't win that title. Someone wrote your name on the card to win it. You you didn't actually yes. win. So I don't get the mindset. And it seems to be more of the newer crop of wrestlers, on the indies at least, and uh, exceptions with like a Hulk Hogan who never wants to put anyone over or anything like that. Oh. But like people like that, I don't understand that in wrestling and why people have those egos when it's all predetermined and someone's letting you win and giving this to you. Yeah, I, n- I never understood that either. Because, like, I say, like, no one's no one's beating anybody. Like I say, it's it's all about the promoter. If oh, I'm gonna put this guy over, like, I say, I'm 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 a double three hundred pound guy. I'm, I'm I play a lot of sports. Like, if, there's a good chance if if I don't want to get pinned, I'm not gonna get pinned. So, like, mm-hmm. if, if, if we were shooting on somebody, there's a good chance I'm not gonna get pinned if I don't want to. So, like, we we have like rest because wrestling is one of those sports. Where, like, this is the only sport we have a guy that's at that way different weight classes, but they all have a chance to fight against each other. Like guys like Rey Mysterio wrestling the Big Show. That's in real life that would never happen. Ever, no. but wrestlers like like you have you have 180 pound guys in the locker room or 170 pound guys. You have a bunch of 350 pound guys. Like it's, it's a fair fight, which I, it's wrestling, it's entertainment. But like in UFC, you don't you don't see guys like Conor McGregor fighting like guys like John Jones just because it wouldn't be a fair fight at all. Like they're, they're two, two different weight classes. Mm-hmm. Like like a lot, a lot of wrestlers get in the air like, oh, I'm, I'm booked as a badass. I'm gonna be a badass in my whole. Like no, that's not how this works, man. Like I, I get I get you want to represent your brand or whatever, represent the wrestler you are. But like you don't like you don't have to be like you don't have to be a badass in the locker room. Just be a badass in the ring. Now, do you think that sometimes the the people with the big ego and the big head they're scared because they're afraid that they can't back it up in the ring, and that's why they don't want to put people over because they're afraid that they can't have a good match and lose and make it look good. Well, I think it's more of a situation where like they they say, "I want you to do well, but I don't want you to do better than me." It's like, like I, I, I want you to get to a certain point, but I don't want you to surpass me because then that means that like all the thing, everything I've done means nothing. Like I know a lot of guys who are very, very good, but either their trainer or whoever just kind of like keeps them at a, like keeps them within arm's length. Like, hey, you're real good, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you any praise because if I give you praise, you might realize like that I'm I'm kind of like like you might realize that you're better than what I like, what you think you are, or you you're better than what people you know whatever. You want to go somewhere else and leave me behind. Like like that kind of sucks. It's like hey, like this person making twenty bucks a show. He can probably make a hundred bucks somewhere else, but I don't want him to go because I don't want to lose him. It's kind of it's one of those things. Now, speaking of young talent and, and praise and putting people over, you've got a bevy of young talent on this show. Now, what made you go with this roster? Well, and initially, when I, initially when I put the show together, I was like, okay, I know, I know, some, I know a couple black wrestlers from being on shows together or whatever. So I, I put their names on the list first. And then, like, so then I started asking them, like, hey, what, what black wrestlers do you know? What other ones I can, maybe I can use? 
So I, I made I made an entire list and like I messaged all of those guys. If they weren't available, I crossed their name off. If they didn't get back to me, I crossed their name off. Like I so eventually it came down to like the Airwolf, Jossie. Like I know those guys personally, so I'm like, hey, those were the first ones I messaged. Hey, you guys available on August 22nd? If you are, you're booked. Like a lot, a lot of guys like Devin Moreau. I have really I never really met Devin Moreau before, but I mean people spoke highly of him, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna put him on a show. Like he's if we, 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 it's one thing for fans to speak highly of you, but if another wrestler speaks highly of you, I, I take that more. I take that more than I would have from a fan because I mean, you have to work with this guy. You know what this guy can do. Like, like, like people like Sonny Kiss and like I was like, okay, I'm looking for a name person. Sonny, I mean, Sonny just happened to be perfect for the show because like, what, what, what better way to representation than like a, a gay, a gay black man? Like that's 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 very like because like you you may have some kids who are like hey like wrestling's not for me whatever I don't see anybody like any I don't see any gay black people on the show. We got Sonny Kiss is there. Now, now maybe we'll get one or two people that become new fans of Sonny Kiss, or maybe we'll get one or two black kids that want to wrestle now because they saw somebody like Sonny Kiss on the show, or someone like ACH or someone like Devin Monroe, or Faye Jackson. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, it's – and the, yeah, we have actually gotten to see a lot of the people that are on the card, but a lot of the people – or some of the people we haven't seen, so it'll be a first time for us, and that's what – that's what I get excited about. I get excited about the person that I've never seen before because I can go in there with a blank slate and I can, I can be wow. <clears throat> like a lot of the times the people play their hits, they'll play, you, you get to see what they've done before and they continue to do it because they get comfortable. But the person that you've never seen, you, it's a blank slate and it, it's more times than not, you're very impressed with what they're doing. Yeah. Which is the reason why the show, like the show's happening because like I say, for me, like it, it was hard to find like like black commentators that weren't signed, black referees that weren't signed. So like this just showed like a showcase like, hey, we're we're out here, we're available. If you need us for your show, this is like just look at this show, you'll see. And people like a lot of people like some of the comments I saw were like, oh, there's not enough black wrestlers to put the show together. I'm like, you guys would be surprised. I mean, like I say, I, I didn't I didn't I didn't know a lot of the black wrestlers that there were there were out there. And now I know a bunch of them. Like there's 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 a lot of us, and like we we are like a lot of them are very very good. Like I said, this show is going to give them that platform to show that, hey, I can do this. Like, if, if you need somebody for your show, just pick, just, just throw a rock and hit somebody on the roster. You'll, you'll get somebody that can be in the main event of any show. Just like like this show, every every single match, I think, could be a main event at any other company. Absolutely. Absolutely. And with this and with everything that it's running, to be running on the weekend that it is, for the people to be watching this and being invested in it, this could open up a completely – new wave of, of thinking and a new wave of shows. I mean, and it could skyrocket black wrestlers matter into more and more and more popularity and hopefully more shows. I want I want to get through this one first. And then we can worry about stuff. <laughs> get through this show first and, and then we can, we can worry about everything else. That seems to be also the mentality of let's get this one done and then we can go from there because I mean, yes. it's kind of like a, it's a cautious thing. You, you, you don't know what you're getting into, but you have a, a feeling you, but you're still not sure. Yes. Like, that's the thing. Like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not worried about the wrestling. I know the wrestling will be good. It's just everything, it's everything else. Like, I'm not really worried. I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm way, way more excited than I probably should be because like, people say I should be nervous, but I'm not nervous. Like I said, it's just wrestling. Granted, it's bigger than a wrestling show, but to me, I look at it like, if, 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 like, if you look at it, if you look at it as being bigger than what it is, you kind of, you get nervous and you kind of lose focus. But for me, I'm like, okay, I'm excited for this. I want this to happen. I worked too long for and too hard for this not to happen. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for, like, I'm ready, man. Five days, five days, can't get here fast enough. Yeah. Yeah, we're looking forward to it, too. I mean, this one's been marked on our calendar for a while. 
Now, I wanted to speak about some of the wrestlers that you had on there. And now, who do you see on this roster and in the, in the matchups that you have? Who do you see as kind of like the next, the next big thing? The next easily, JD, easily JDX. Like, that's like the dude, like, he looks fantastic. Like, he looks good. He, he's, he, can, he can talk very well. He's very athletic. Like, he's charismatic. Like, him and, like, and John, I mean, you guys had John C on, right? Yes. Yep. Like, that, that dude, like, he has charisma oozing out of every pore. Like, he, he is, he's one of those guys. Like, I've, I've been in the ring with him once before, and, like, like he's, he's come a long, long way since I first met him. Like, he's very, very good. Like everyone's been doing this for a long time. He's still – he's only, like, 20 years old, and he's been wrestling. seems like he's been wrestling for 20 years. Like, but that dude, like, like, like I said, everybody on the show, like, the, the only person I have never really met in person, well, a couple of them. Like, like I, I haven't really met Jocelyn Navarro until I booked her. Like, I watched some of her stuff, and oh, she, she can move. Like, she is very, very good. Like, a lot, a lot of people on the show, I think, could, like, could easily, easily be signed somewhere. Like, I mean, almost everybody on the show, I think, like, my, even my, my opponent, Mike Outlaw. Like, he, he's, been, he's considered the best wrestler in St. Louis, and I, I, believe every, every, I believe it. Like, the dude's very, very good. I started, I started following him, and I started looking at all of his stuff because I think he was booked for this show, and I saw you tagged him in one of the things. And very, very impressive. Big guy, can move, and can connect with a crowd, too. Mm-hmm. So you know, he like it, it'll be a challenge for me because like say I, I've been wrestling for ten years, but like a lot of people don't really know who I am, even though I've been a lot of places. Well, a couple like mostly in the Midwest, but a lot of people don't know who I am, and so I'm looking to change that on August 20th. So I'm looking to change that a lot. Like I, I want people, I want to, I kind of want to be a household name after this. So John, how now? How do you book the show and then book yourself? Like how how do you like what's your mindset That's, going I, in? At first, I didn't want to be on a. Sh- my mindset going there was like, I'm, I'm going to book everybody else. And if, if there's a spot for on the show for me, then I'll, I'll take it. If not, I'll give it to somebody else. Like, I, like I said, I'm the, I'm the kind of guy where I want to put everybody else over. I was like, you know what? I, 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 I didn't care about being on the show or not. I was like, if I'm on the show or whatever, if not, you know, I'll be fine either, either way. I was like, it's the first show. I mean, I, it's, 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 it's in Des Moines, my hometown. I don't have family there. I, I kind of have to do something. And I was like, so like, so that, that's why my match was a last match announced. So like, I'm, I'm going to announce everybody else. If, if I don't get a match, I'm fine, whatever. Even I'm the one booking. If I don't get a match, I'm fine. I'll, I'll get everybody else a spotlight. But I'll, I'll find something for myself. And I got, I'll, even, if, even if it's in like before the first rumble, I would have did that. But I'm just like, I want to give everybody else a shot first before I even consider doing anything for myself. Now, how tempting was it to take that ACH match? No, that was, that was easy. <laughs> that was like, no, that was – I. Cause like originally I was gonna I was gonna this is a little backside information I was gonna like I was gonna wrestle JDX in the main event, but I was like I was like oh ACH is available yep ACH is getting that spot right right away I knew it like he's getting that spot like I, like I said I I, I could easily be like hey I'm gonna wrestle ACH you know whatever he's a big name but I was like JDX deserves it more like he's he'll have a he'll have a better match I know he will like my style's not my style's not compatible with ACH's style I'm I'm more of like old school like take heat get my butt kicked sell for everybody kind of guy and. Those two are going to move the ring around a lot, so I'm, I'm, that's going to be a lot better match than what I would have given. And like I'm, 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 I don't have an ego. I, I'm comfortable enough to say that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm comf- comfortable, confident in my abilities to wrestle. But I know JDX and ACH will have a way better match than I would have given ACH. I know that for a fact. I mean, it, it takes a lot too because it, it's tough to admit sometimes that someone's going to do better. But sometimes, nah, per- not for me. <laughs> I mean, sometimes the perfect fit comes in, and you're just like, you can't deny it. Like this is a match yeah. that you can't deny. Oh yeah, I, I was like, yeah, I was like, you know what? I was like, 
like I said, I don't have an ego. I'm like, you know, I was like ACH, JDX. Like, that's a lot of acronyms, but it's going to be a good match. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was excited when you told me that no one had sponsored this because getting the sponsor this match was just perfect. It was just, and I was, I was only playing on sponsor one. And he, I saw that no one had messaged you yet. And I was like, it's the main event. I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing, like, because I mean, like, like I say, it was my first time when I come on the show. Like, I'm just trying to kind of make it up as I go along. So I got to, okay, we have, we have the main event now. We need a sponsor. Hey, we have a sponsor now. So now it's like, well, what are the surprises do we have in store? Like, I mean, I might have a couple more. You never know. But I, I, might, I don't know. I might not. <laughs> I, I wanted to briefly touch back on ACH. Now, with the current landscape of everything that's gone on in the world and in America in particular, and what happened to ACH before his departure from NXT, do a lot more people owe ACH an apology now? Because Absolutely. of what? And I feel – and I, I, that was a loaded question because I feel like they do as well because everyone – he came out and, and he put out his uh, his videos where he was he was expressing how he felt and how he looked at this situation and how this was against his moral code and against what he believed. And people kind of looked at him and thought that he was going crazy because it was only a T-shirt, quote-unquote. <laughs> and now that's, everything that, 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 go ahead go ahead go ahead I have no it. no go ahead well that's that's the thing like that's that's another example of privilege because like it's oh it's just a t-shirt well no to us it's not just a t-shirt like it's just what the t-shirt represents like i mean have you, I'm, I'm sure everyone's seen the t-shirt now but like when i look at the t-shirt i see one thing with like, like let's say my, my white friend look at the t-shirt he saw something well i don't see the big deal well he won't see the big deal because like for him it's the, the image of it on a t-shirt is not something that, that that was that was shown to him as like no back in the day to be racist so like people like people say ACH is crazy it's just a shirt you should swallow your pride and just work there you're making money like no like he's a grown man like you, you can always find another job somewhere and people are like well he should be he should be happy he's there no he, he no he worked hard to get where he was he worked very hard to get to WWE to NXT and like people look oh you should be grateful you're here like why why does he have to be grateful he's here like, we, we know plenty of people who work at jobs that they don't like and they complain about their job every single day. But he decided he, wanted, he was going to leave, so he left. And, like, people try to, like, try to uh, get mad at him for doing that. Like, just because he had the boss to leave a job he didn't like that was being racist and you won't doesn't mean he's a bad person. I mean, he's crazy. It just means he took boss to do what he did. And I, I, I commend him for that. Absolutely. He, I look at ACH as kind of like one of the forefathers of this movement in wrestling. Because he was he was one of the first people to publicly come out and speak against what he thought and what was racist. And now you look at what has happened today with, uh, I mean, Aunt Jemima gets rebranded and and what I like. It's it's all a part of that. Like things that are deemed as racist and what what black people think are racist and what is racist. It's now being eliminated. And he that's what he was speaking against. What what was shown to him was an looked like an old what was the the old symbol of the i, I forget what the, like, the like it's like like blackface big red lips whatever just like a racist imagery like like that's what I'm like a lot of people look at it like oh well it's, it's just a shirt well like it's not like like how like i don't know how they, i don't know how that shirt made it through whatever process they go through to determine determine this like like i said the person who made the shirt probably had no idea what, what the representation was but like 
you, you kind of have to see, you have to like, you have to like, I, I knew what it was right when I first saw it. I knew, I knew right away, oh, this is kind of racist. And people are like, oh, it's just a t-shirt. No, it's not just a t-shirt. It's more than that. Like, oh, Aunt Jemima is just a bottle of syrup. Like, no, if you, if you know what Aunt Jemima rep, the, the syrup represents, then you know, like, why, why it has to be, has to be taken, get, get out of the equation. It's funny because black people, black people want, they want, they want, they want, like, to, they want to be treated equally, but we don't care about the taking syrup. We don't care about that stuff, like, taking, like, those, like, the, the NFL is going to, like, whatever, national anthem, like, whatever, this and that. We don't care about that. We, we just want people to stop being, Innocent people stop being killed by the police. Innocent people stop being treated unfairly. Like the imagery stuff, okay, that's one thing, but that's that, that's that's not what we ask for. We ask for, hey, can you stop killing us? Okay, well, we'll 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 see the black national anthem. Like, no, like that's not what we ask for. That's that's doing a bare minimum. That's just trying to save face at this point. That's all that's that is. Tr it's trying to distract from what's actually going on. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> I saw that talk kind of fast. So. <laughs> no, you're good. That's all right. We got the all point. Right. So, John, I mean, aside from your match, although you seem humble enough that you wouldn't pick your own match, what is one match that you were looking forward to that you can't wait to see? Just one match. No, the one match, like I say, is JDX versus ACH. I'm, I'm looking like I, I worked so I, I worked a couple. I worked a bunch of Metro Pro shows back in the day, and ACH was like a, he was like a mainstay there. Like I saw, I got to meet the guy in the locker room a couple times. Like he's. He's a, he's very very good. Like if you haven't seen him in person, he is very good. And like and like the way the way he connects with the crowd, the energy he has, like I, I've never seen it before. Like like I have I've only seen I worked the show in, here in Des Moines like back like last November at Franklin High School, the place we're wrestling at now. Like that's when I first met JDX, and we were in a scrabble match together. And I was like, this dude's like something about this dude. Like I just I like it. And I was like, this is perfect. Like he was one of the first guys I met. Just hey, you want to be a part of the show? He's like, oh, I'm I'm, I'm all in. <clears throat> and we had a guy that. Chris Manning, photos by Manning. He took a picture of me, JDX, Airwolf, and like Jack Price. And, uh, he took a picture of all four of us with the Black Wrestling Matter shirts on. Like that thing blew up so fast. It, like it, it like took off. I was I was trying like to get my brand going or whatever before that. But once that picture hit the airwaves, like everything just took off tremendously. So if it wasn't for if it wasn't for photos by Manning getting that picture out there, this show probably wouldn't be happening right now. Now you had a you had. A a goal with pro wrestling tees going about the black wrestlers matter shirt. How close are you to hitting that? Uh, not, we're not like, honestly, not very, not that close. Like a, a lot of people, like, I mean, we are trying to push it as much as we can, but it's just one of those things where, you know, we, we do what we can, but we, we can't control who's buying shirts or not. Like they, I, I mean, I know pro wrestling tees. I said, they sell a lot of shirts, a lot of wrestlers a day. And ours, we're, we're doing what we can, but it's not, not where we want it to be. Now, do you I mean, play I'm, I'm not, I'm not discouraged by it, but I mean, I'm still I'm going to try to push it as much as I can. Now, do you plan on selling them yourselves as well? Well, we we have shirts specific to the event, so like so on on, on our Cartope site, you, you you can you can buy the ticket you can buy the ticket plus a shirt that's exclusive to that event. But the, the shirts we have on the uh, the Pro Wrestling Tees are the original Black Wrestling Matter shirt. So like, if you if you decide you want to get one of those, you can go to Pro Wrestling Tees, or if not, you can like you can pay money. At the show to get the shirt that for the specific specific to the event in the ball. Right. Now before we wrap things up, let's once again say the when the show is, the the timing and everything, so that way we can really ram this home. Well, you might be able to see it right behind me there, but like August twenty second, the one August twenty second, the one Iowa Black Wrestlers Matter. I mean, the, the shows going like the ticket sales are going to the uh, benefit the charity. Knowledge is power. 
you know, it's a pretty good guy. Be well. He's the one that started that. We're partnered with him. Like, so hoping to help a bunch of kids out, like, especially as someone who grew up with a, a single parent household. I know how hard it is for my mom to get supplies for me to, to get further in life. And like this, this charity is going to benefit, help that. Like all these kids, like they don't have any supplies, whatever they need, all this other stuff they need to Because like one of the problems that kids have is that I mean, like first school starts, like school started back up pretty soon here, hopefully. Like, you know what, you don't want to, you want to, you want to have new clothes, you want to have new, new utensils and stuff to go to school with. But if you don't have that, you kind of like, well, why would I want to go? And this, this charity is going to like do stuff like that. Well, okay. Like give these kids stuff they need to, getting confident enough to like, okay, well, I want, I want to go to school. I want to do this. I want to be a part of a, a productive member of society. Like I said, hopefully the show and the, and the charity can both achieve our goals, which is representation, getting, getting our names out there, like letting people know that, hey, we're here, we exist. We're not that hard to find. Just come look for us. And how much is the event? So Chiss tickets are $10. The live stream is $10. If you go to blackpresslingmatter.com for the live stream, you can you can purchase that now. You can watch the live stream if you don't want to. You don't want to go to the show for some reason, or if you can't make it to the show. If you go to blackrustsmatter.bigcartel.com, you can buy tickets. Tickets general admission tickets start at twenty bucks. But if you but if you buy if you if you spend thirty five dollars, you get a event t shirt in your size that you that you have to pick up at the show. Like just like tickets, we don't have any physical tickets. All the tickets are we're gonna have a list and with your name on it and tell us your name. You're good to go. So I mean, we have we, I've had a lot of questions about how much of tickets or not how much of tickets. Like, do I get a physical ticket? No, there are no physical tickets. Because of COVID and everything, we just, it's easier just to have a list of people's names and everything. So if, if, you, if, you, if you buy tickets to the show, when you come to the show, your name will be on the list. You tell us your name, and we'll mark it off. And you guys can come. And John, now, speaking uh, of I'm sorry, Joe. Go ahead, uh, Just wanted to get uh, the link for Pro Wrestling Tees. How do people find to oh, get to uh, that shirt? <laughs> I got to try to remember, but it's like, it's like, I think it's Pro Wrestling Tees slash, uh, I, think it's Amer- I think it's American Fury. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll get the link if I can. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's I'm pretty sure it's ProWrestlingTees.com, like American Fury. Okay. Now, speaking of COVID, what uh what are you guys doing to take precaution? Is it masks required and all, all that? Yeah, masks are required. We have uh we have temperature checks at the door for fans and wrestlers. We're gonna have nurses on hand. We're gonna have uh security on hand. If people don't want to wear a mask, if you don't have a mask, you can't you can't you can't be there. You have to leave. We will, we will provide masks for people that don't have a mask, so they don't have any reason not to have one. Like I say, we're social, like the, the building holds 5,000 people, but we only, we're limited to 300 because social distancing purposes. Like I said, I mean, the, the, the arenas, the arenas, the, the building is big enough to where you, you can like, you can run around and not really not touch anybody because it's just, it's just how much space we have. Yeah, we, we, we make sure, like we're gonna wipe, wipe the ropes down between every match, spray everything down, like we have hand sanitizer available, wipes available, yeah, all that stuff. That's good. I'm glad that, I mean, it's, it's a crazy time, but I'm glad that the people are taking the proper precautions and whatnot, because at the end of the day, you have to make it safe because if someone gets sick, then you get shut down and then, then there's no wrestling. So, I mean, everyone's doing what they can. And believe me, I think this is the perfect time too, because I think everybody is just, just desperately wanting to watch wrestling and, watch live wrestling with with fans in attendance and see a hyped up crowd for a, a great show and i think it's it's kind of like strike while the iron's hot while everyone's at like a attention's all-time high oh that's true that's that's why i say this show happened at a perfect time because like i say well, well sports are starting up again now but there was like no sports on tv there's like no no new tv shows coming out so like there's people need entertainment it's like like, like i feel like this show will be like oh hey 
you know, there's still wrestling out there. There's like I, I can go, I can go sit in and watch the show and feel safe and not have to worry about what's going on in the real world. Because like I mean, wrestling is supposed to be an escape from the real world. That's what it's supposed to be. So like this show, hopefully, Absolutely. like people can forget, forget about things for a while. Just come here for a couple hours, watch this. And even if you like, even if you can't make it, BlackWrestlingMatter.com to do the live stream. It's only ten bucks. You can watch it as much as you want. You can, you can still enjoy the show without having to actually be there. If you're, I mean, if you're, say, if you're afraid of COVID. Whatever you want to feel safe, like it's ten bucks, you can watch it at your house and have a, have a, have a, have like a pay per view watch party. That's what we'll be doing. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm going to buy the, I'm going to buy the live stream so I can watch when I get home. So, so that's you can buy it and you can watch it whenever, right? You'll have it forever. Yep, you can watch it whenever. Yeah. I mean, awesome. that's I mean, it's perfect. Yeah. So, like, so, so you have you have you have no reason not to not to you have no reason not to watch it. Exactly. There is no reason now. I, I know we are we are up against NXT Takeover that night, and we are up against AEW. But you, you you can record those and watch those later. You can watch ours live. Yes. So there you go. Absolutely. Why not? I mean, you know what's going to happen. You you know that. You know the other brands. You know that what they're going to do. This is something new. This is something that you don't know what's going to happen. This, like you said, there could be surprises. Even though that the card is set. It can still surprise you because these, yeah, are, people, these, are, these are wrestlers that you haven't really seen before. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So all, all people have to do is give this a chance and look at it with an open mind and watchful eyes and excitement. It's, it's just you, you're watching athletes go out there and perform for you. Like, what, 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 what better way to spend a Saturday night than watching guys beat each other up? Like, <laughs> there's nothing better than that. And it's, it's for the culture. So, like, why, why not? That's even more reason to watch it. Absolutely. Yep. Agree 100%. So, John, uh, thanks so much for taking the time and, uh, and talking with us. Um, we cannot wait for the five days just like you. We can't wait. We can't wait to watch yeah. this event. Um, we hope it's a massive success that way. Down the road, dude, who knows that we might see a Black Wrestlers Matter event in Philly. That would be amazing. Um, uh, but best yeah. of luck, <laughs> and uh, we can't wait to watch the event on Saturday. All right. Thank, thank you guys for everything. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you much. It's hard to live in color when you just see black and white in a world full of hate.